listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Tuesday, April 16th. Holy Week, Holy Tuesday. I'm really excited. <laughs> I was just thinking this morning what we're talking about today, and I was really excited. <laughs> or all week. All week. We have a, Everything this week is good. Yeah, we have lots of topics regarding Holy Week this week. Today is my favorite service of the year. I mean, we're talking about my favorite service of the year. And oh. we have a missionary story. Exciting. It's so exciting. Yeah. And uh, Church of the Week as and well. And Church of the Week. Man. Yeah. Friends over at Bethany Lutheran Church, right across the river. Just what? 20 minutes from uh, from St. Louis. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> they are our Church of the Week and glad to, to have them joining us and supporting us. And uh, so, it, it, and what better week to do that than Holy Week, right? Exactly. Thanks to our friends at Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about them at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us by phone this morning, Pastor Jeff Hammer is pastor of Bethany Lutheran Church, Fairview Heights, Illinois. Pastor, thanks so much for joining us today. Good morning, guys. Great to be with you. A blessed Holy Tuesday and mm. uh, all the preparations for all those those services that you were just uh, we were listening to you share in your announcement uh, as Church of the Week as well all the services coming up at Bethany, uh, man Easter Vigil I remember learning about Easter Vigil um, back in college and um, it's it's not as common of a service I think but I was able to attend I've I've attended Easter Vigil a few times throughout my life. Um, with a little one, haven't been doing it so much lately, <laughs> but it's it's in the, the plans to, to do here in the near future. But uh, looking forward to learning more about Easter Vigil today. Give us a, a, a brief history, you know, like the, uh, what, the Cliff Notes? Yeah, the Cliff Notes version <laughs> of the, the history of Easter Vigil. So the, the Easter Vigil is one of the, one of the oldest services we have and one of the oldest celebrations of, of Easter itself. Um, going back to um, probably within the, the first couple centuries of the New Testament Church, Christians were gathering together on the evening of Easter. So when the sun sets on Holy Saturday, they would gather together to hold vigil to await the rising of the sun on Easter morning, which itself is always a sign of the resurrection. Uh, and so... What we do while keeping vigil is we watch and we pray and we hear the Word of God. And so you get all of those things sort of permeating the Easter vigil itself. Um, and it is, it is a long service because that's, that's what we're doing is we are we're keeping vigil. So historically, this was the service at which those who had been preparing to join the Church would be baptized, would be... Uh, confirmed would receive their their first uh, communion, being welcomed to the Lord's altar. So Lent was a time for catechesis and instruction in in the doctrine of the Church, and all that culminates on the evening when Holy Saturday ends and the sun sets. They all gather dressed in white robes, ready to be welcomed into the Church as well. So there's a strong emphasis on baptism, uh, reception of the sacrament, confession of the faith, and it's the uh, the, the culmination of, of what these catechumens have been working towards all throughout the, the Lenten season. 
How does this service kind of fit into uh, this progression of services that we get from from Monday Thursday to Good Friday? Uh, if you have a chief service or a tenebrae service, and then and then Easter vigil, how does how does this kind of uh, uh, help us along in this journey from from uh, the, the triumphal entry through to Easter morning? Yeah. So Monday Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and the Easter vigil really all comprise one service, and uh, we call it the Triduum, uh, which literally means three days. So there's an organic unity to what we begin on Monday Thursday that carries through to its culmination at the Easter Vigil. So if you watch the, the events and the ceremonies of these three days unfold, you'll see things that, that are unlike anything else we do throughout the rest of the church year. There's there's a, an opening invocation, Monday, Thursday, but no benediction uh, at the close of that service because it doesn't actually end. We just go home. We take a, a several-hour-long break in between the, the close on Monday, Thursday, and the resumption of the service, either at the uh, the chief service at noon um, on Good Friday or the, the Tenebrae Vespers, which is normally an, an eventide service on, on Good Friday. And then, again, we take a break. There may be a service of matins on Holy Saturday morning, contemplating the Lord's rest in the tomb, the final Sabbath. And then the service comes to its conclusion on Holy Saturday, at the end of Holy Saturday with the Easter Vigil. And what's fascinating about the Vigil is that during the service itself, we make the transition from Lent into Easter. And so we begin outside by a fire, with a new fire. There's the blessing of the new Paschal candle, the Easter candle. Then there's a procession into the service with candle, uh, into the, the nave itself with candlelight, as we sing about the light of Christ breaking into the darkness of the world. We come in by candlelight, and, and we physically break the darkness of the nave itself with our with our candles and with the coming in of the Paschal candle. There's a service of readings, which is it, itself where you really get the sense of keeping vigil and waiting. There, there are 12 readings. Um, you may do fewer if necessary, but there's 12 significant readings from the history of God's people as he's bringing them out of slavery in Egypt as they are awaiting and hoping for the coming of the promised Messiah to deliver us from our slavery to sin. Each reading is followed by a prayer, so there, there you get the, the reading, the hearing the Word, the waiting, the praying, all in this anticipation of the breaking forth of Easter. Um, and so that's, that's just the beginning of the Easter service. In the middle of the service, we actually, at Bethany, will take down our uh, scarlet, our Holy Week color pyramids will bring out the white pyramids. I'll change into the white vestments. The altar guild will bring out all the furnishings for the celebration of the Lord's Supper, which is the, the concluding part of the Easter Vigil service. They'll bring out the Easter lilies. And then in the middle of the service, you have the very first Alleluia. Uh, it has been bottled up since we, we sang farewell to Alleluia at Transfiguration, and now we uncork our Alleluias, and they flow forth abundantly. 
and and just to watch that transition from Lent to Easter in in the context of the liturgy itself, the liturgy of, of the, the great vigil of Easter is uh, is a breathtaking thing to behold. And the order, which has been largely silent for the duration of the Lenten season, it ordinarily only accompanies uh, hymns and the congregational singing of the liturgy, then the organ bursts forth in sound. Um, we have preludes and postludes, and, and it's like the organ, which has been put on mute for a little time, now breaks out of its box, and it just can can no longer be contained. I think that's uh, that's why well, all of this is why the service is, is just so um, so fantastic that that you go from all that darkness on Good Friday uh, and then then you get into the, the vigil service and you start in darkness and then there's just this breaking forth of of the bells and the organ and the hallelujahs and it's ah oh, I can't wait <laughs> we, my congregation one of the congregations I served for that particular transition to help the young ones really uh, engage with that as well. They got to have bells yeah, as well. Our congregation did that too in Chicago. So that, uh, you know, they were instructed when the lights come on and when we say alleluia or sing alleluia, ring your bells as mm-hmm. well. And boy, they rang them with all their might. It's just so fun. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. That, that middle of the service transition is, it's quite the production too, being on altar kill, <laughs> bringing all that stuff out. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, it is. It, but but it's 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 such an important uh, moment to make that to make that switch and and to finally be able to celebrate uh, with alleluias. Um, what should uh, first time attendees uh, or maybe young families um, maybe expect or or prepare for uh, if they've never been to a vigil service before uh, before they they arrive? What are some things or some pointers uh, for families before they before they get into this service? It, you know, it's hard to prepare you for it without ever having experienced it, because it is so unlike the rest of what we do. So mm-hmm. the simplest way to prepare is to expect the unexpected and to enjoy the sights and the sounds and the smells and the unfolding of the drama. And so if you're there with, with young children, I mean, it is it is the kind of perfect service for children to watch, even though it's long especially if you do all 12 of those Old Testament readings, the service itself is long. So be patient with kids, but watching light being brought in and and the nave being illuminated with candlelight, that's something that's easy for kids to identify, the light of Christ breaking into the darkness. There's the remembrance of baptism and the service of baptism, so then it's a, a great opportunity to talk to kids about the gift that God gave them in baptism, how baptism joins them into the death of Christ, which we observe the day before, and into the resurrection of Christ, which we celebrate not just at Easter, but on every Sunday. And then and then they can watch as the sort of behind-the-scenes work of decorating the church for Easter gets done in front of their eyes, and there's no secrets. There are only mysteries, no secrets, just this unfolding of the mystery of our Lord's resurrection right before their eyes. But it, it is a long service, and if you start at, at sunset on Holy Saturday, then it continues way past the bedtimes of, of little kids. So if they fall asleep for, for part of the service and wake up later, those those things are all expected and understandable, but it it's nevertheless magnificent for them to, to see 
and to connect the reality of Jesus' resurrection with all of the sights, uh, with all the rites that they're seeing and participating in. How can let us know the uh, the details here uh, for Easter Vigil at Bethany this year, the time, and how to get to Bethany Lutheran Church? So, if you're heading east out of St. Louis, from uh, you take uh, Highway 4064 right across the river, Fairview Heights is Exit 12, and uh, you'll make about three turns to get to Bethany. We're on Old Collinsville Road right next door to a mini-golf go-kart place, which will be silent on on Holy Saturday. (laughs) And we begin outside, right outside the front door. We gather around a fire. So we start at 7.30. So get there a little in advance so you have time to grab a bulletin, get a candle, kind of familiarize yourself with the, the layout of the building. But if you've never been to an Easter Vigil service and your church doesn't offer one, then we invite you to come join us for ours. Pastor Jeff Hemmer at Bethany Lutheran Church in Fairview Heights, Illinois. And uh, Easter Vigil coming up this Saturday, 7.30. You want to get there beforehand, though, so you're ready mm-hmm. to go? Pastor Hemmer, thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Thanks, Andy. Thank you, Sarah. It's great to talk with you guys. Coming up in just a little bit, we get to meet the missionaries. Yay. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.